Generation Mix Hello and welcome to Generation Mix. This is the podcast where a father and his son review the CD that dad's been making with the son for six plus years. I'm the dad, I'm Neil. I'm the son, I'm Joel. And if you picked up on our musical clue, then you will have worked out we are listening to the music of... Coldplay. Yeah, we are listening to Coldplay. And for the first time, we've got to episode 42, when neither of us are particularly looking forward to this episode, are we? Nope. So, Coldplay are a band that emerged in, I think it was 2000. The album Parachutes was a huge success. They've been around ever since. I have to admit, I've never warmed to them. But they are an important band in British music history. They've been highly successful. String of number one albums, a couple of number one singles. And I've got a friend who is a major Coldplay fan. And that friend sent me a list of the songs that needed to be included. I thought there was a chance Joel might enjoy it, but that has not exactly been the case, has it? No. And Coldplay come in for an awful lot of stick, and I would just recommend if you are a Coldplay fan, you might not want to listen beyond this point, because I think they're going to come in for even more stick. I also have a suspicion that this may well turn out to be our shortest ever episode. Because <laughs> I don't think either of us are going to have a lot of nuggets or information to say. So I think we better start. Okay. And we're going to start with a song that you do like, but it's not actually by Coldplay themselves. It's by the Chainsmokers featuring Coldplay, or certainly featuring Chris Martin. It's something just like this. Of old, the legends and the myths, Achilles and his gold, Achilles and his gifts, Spider Man's control, and Batman with his fist. And clearly, I don't see myself upon that list. But she said, Where'd you wanna go? How much you wanna risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts, some superhero. Some fairy tale bliss, just something I can turn to, somebody I can kiss. I want something just like this. Do 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 do. I'm going to quote you in the car this morning and say, tolerating a song is not the same <laughs> as liking it. You did used to like this song a lot. Mm. And when I made the CD, in fact, it was the fact that you did like this song as to why the CD got made in the first place. Okay. But you don't anymore. I tolerate it. And I am lower than tolerating this song. There's something in the lyrics. I, I quote it quite often because it's an example of the meter being forced. So there's the line about... Achilles and his gold, Hercules and his fists. Is that the light line? No, Something like this. Batman lines. with his fists. So what is it about Hercules? Uh, Achilles and his gold, Hercules and his gifts. Okay. But that's the problem. We're, we've been saying the name exactly the way that it's done in the song of Hercules 
and it's not, it's Hercules. And it's the misstress of a syllable that gets on my wick. And it's something that Ed Sheeran does all the time. But Ed Sheeran's voice, I quite like, and I like his songwriting. I can't say the same for Coldplay. There's a real risk that this actually might even be the high spot of the entire episode. But no, it will not be, <laughs> because they have a genuinely g- great song. Okay, well, I'm quite looking forward to which one that's going to be for you it's, when we it's get pretty, to it. It's, 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 it's not contested, though. Okay, well, well, let's move on to the album A Head Full of Dreams. And because I'm not a Coldplay fan, I have absolutely no idea where this comes in their discography in terms of how far in. So I can't tell you what year or anything like that. But we're going to listen to the title track, Head Full of Dreams. funny thing is this is not the song i was expecting to hear what were you expecting i will tell you when i get to the song that were you expecting a sky full of stars yes i was that is one of their good songs i was expecting the tune of a sky full of stars because a head full of dreams fits that Mm. lyric in a head full of dreams i think i see you Oh, just stop it. You're deliberately trying to sound horrible. I'm, t- I'm trying to sound like him. That, you don't. You don't. He's not that nasal. And I was thinking, actually, I don't dislike this as much as I was expecting to in the verse. Then I got to the chorus, and it was exactly the same chord structure as it was in the verse. And I thought, what's the point? It, yeah. It's going to get worse as well with the next one. I think it's quite possible we might hit the deer. Mm. with yeah. their probably one of their most famous tracks off their debut album Parachute see I know where that comes in their discography and it's Yellow, yellow. So then I took my I think I was pretty on point with my impression earlier. <laughs> That's kind of mean. It no, really... it's not. It's accurate. So I, I do know, I do recognise Yellow. And I started singing along to it before the word started, singing the, the opening parts of the verse. And then his voice kicked in. I, the moment he started singing the... What's the first line again? 
Look at the stars. Oh, I don't know. One moment he starts singing. Look at the stars. See how they shine for you. Not a bad tune. Not a bad set of words. But he sings it in his Chris Martin way. And I want to tackle him. Take my ears off. <laughs> oh. It's, it's not a good song, Yellow. Or maybe it is. And maybe I just can't get beyond I. If somebody were to cover it, it would probably really surprise me. As someone whose vocals I like. Yeah. But do you want to add anything? No. <laughs> you don't want to add anything to my diatribe? No, I agree with everything you said. So, Parachutes was an album that your mum owned before I met her. Mm-hmm. Did she throw it away or something? I made her. Because when... I went and stayed uh, and went and visited her down in Cheltenham. Um, I put it on because I I had really dismissed Coldplay. I decided I didn't like them because it's the kind of band you either love or loathe. There is no middle ground. There are no people that go around saying, yeah, Coldplay are all right. But I, I put parachutes on. She was in the kitchen making us dinner. And the wimpy whininess of the album killed any interest I had in the band. Almost. There was there was still the possibility that I could be wrong. And there is always still the possibility that they may surprise me and something incredible would happen. I'll, I'll tell you a story about another band that Pink sometimes do that you. later on. Pink surprised you. Pink surprised me, yes. But we'll come to these surprising artists as a, as a, as a trailer for all those who are listening to us slag off this one as something to potentially look forward to later on let's go to track four from ghost stories uh, apparently an album that came in the 2010s and this is magic That was weird. What do you mean, weird? As in, it reminded me a bunch of other stuff. Like, the production reminded me of modern Taylor Swift. And I like some of the modern Taylor Swift that... stuff, unlike you. Well, um, I'm not fond of Jack Antoninoff's production. I don't dislike it. I think it. I personally don't think it serves her songs to the best that they could be. But she makes her own choices. I think it would be better if Max Martin did it for her, as she as he as he used to. But that that to me had a certain Taylor Swift nineteen eighty nine feel actually. Just not. Quite yeah, but as I big. like nineteen eighty nine. I, I didn't like nineteen eighty nine. It's the same year. Nineteen eighty nine came out the same year as Ghost Stories. I just looked it up. Twenty fourteen. Well, I like nineteen eighty nine, and I didn't like that. So. I just thought it was boring. It was, yes, tedious. It didn't feel like it went anywhere. And 
Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't add anything to it. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, I apologise if we cease to be PG-13 at this point, because I'm running out of words and they may well turn to expletives. I think you're quite possibly going to head that way as well, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's get to another track that is one of their best-known earlier songs. It's from something that I've seen described as their kind of best album, their their magnum opus. It was their second album, which at one point I have listened to all the way through and remember thinking at the time, because I was doing something else and I wasn't really paying attention, that I didn't detest it the way I did Parachutes. But we shall see if it if I've got any affection whatsoever for this track. So, from Rush of Blood to the Head is The Scientist. I listen to my podcast usually at 1.2 speed, and I suspect many of you do. I wish that song was at 1.2 speed. Oh, I'm going to... I don't want to swear. I'm I'm, I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to drop the F-bomb, but... At least not yet. No, no. I, I wish this was visual as well, because you could see the... The looks on our faces. And, oh, that's one of their best known songs. This was a, I think it was a top five hit. It is built around a piano ballad with lyrics telling the story about a man's desire to love and an apology. Don't accept his apology, run far away from this man. (laughs) Oh, let's move on. Let's move on. It's, it's feeling like torture. Let's go to another one from Ghost Stories. And this is the aforementioned track that I thought A Head Full of Dreams might actually be. This is Sky Full of Stars. Cause you're a sky, cause you're a sky full of stars. Cause you light up the path. And this is the first time that I think we differ. Why? What do you? What do you think? Oh, tedious in the extreme. 
I and I can't get beyond his vocals. I know I've said it umpteen times already on this podcast, but his vocals make me. I can't say again. I want to tear my ears off. It's weedy. It's weedy and tedious, and I am not having a good time. I would rather listen to almost anything that you've given me as a revenge in the past, Joel. What, even Seagulls? Seagulls is a delight and a masterpiece compared to what we've had so far. Because it's actually quite interesting in the lyrics. (laughs) Seagulls poking your knees. Seagulls poke your knees and one day you'll get hit by a boulder. I mean, would that be... The lyrics of Coldplay were as ingenious as one day when you are older, you may get hit by a boulder. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's move on. This is a song I don't think I know at all. I can't even remotely place it. From the Kaleidoscope EP, it's Miracles, Someone Special. Just look how good Cassius become Mohammed, Mahatma and Nelson Not scared to be strong I mean, what if they say I'm no good? What if they say, get out of here, kid, you got no future? I agree. I can't disagree. I, he's singing in a lower register there. And can I just say, you were quite mean about the falsetto that he uses in your, I still think, quite cruel impersonation. When he sings in his lower register... Somehow worse. Yes. Yes, somehow worse. Let's move on to the album Milo Xyloto. What? You heard. And it's paradise. extremely extremely crap so that took well over a minute before the lyric vocal came in I think it was well over a minute it was it was over a minute I was thinking oh I want the song to kick in and then I remembered hang on a minute this is Chris Martin's vocals maybe I would like an instrumental but it was <laughs> but it was so tedious anyway even if it had stayed as an instrumental it would have been as you put it, crap. This is this is worse than I was imagining it was going to be when we started recording. Rush of Blood to the Head again for another one of their more celebrated songs. This is Politic. Look at Earth from outer space Everyone must find a place Give me time Strength, reserve, control 
It was awful. I'm so it was bored. A, it was a dirge. It was it was worse than just awful. That was a dirge. Oh. And apparently a rush of blood to the head is their masterwork. I have no idea what the next Oh hang on. I have some good news for you though. What? That marked the exact halfway point. Yes! <laughs> Freedom! I've no idea what album the next track comes from. It may not come from an album, but I didn't care about them enough to actually put the uh, title of the album on. This is Every Teardrop is a Waterfall. Well, actually, I'm not saying I liked that, but that was the thing I've got closest to tolerating on everything we've listened to so far. I didn't yeah, okay. thoroughly loathe that in the way that most of the other tracks I have. But the guitar part really reminded me of something. And it's somebody we've done on this podcast before. Any ideas? Not really. Mike Oldfield. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see it. That that had the tone of the guitar sounded very Mike Oldfield-ish. Let's uh, move on because it would be worth it. I think this might be one of your ones that you actually do like. From the album A Head Full of Dreams, it might actually be one of the ones that I actually tolerate. This is Adventure of a Lifetime. I think a miracle has happened for me as well. Well, I actually quite liked that song. That yeah. went beyond the words tolerating. I didn't think, having had to play it once on bass, that I was going to be happy saying that I tolerated it, let alone the fact that I actually quite like it. There's a good riff in it, that keyboard thing. It's got a little bit of energy. His vocals were the best we've heard on this CD. I 100% agree. We've finally, after 10 duds in a row, we've got one that we like. I suppose this must be the exception to prove the rule. <laughs> yeah. Or is it? Who knows? We've got a few more left to go. And we're going back to Parachutes. And I think this might be the song that made me go... You're having a giraffe about this lot. This is trouble. Trouble. 
What do you think? I thought it was all right. Really? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I actually said that I thought this might be the one that made me react when I heard Parachute. And it kicked off and you've got that lovely piano riff. The piano riff is great. Do you agree? Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely that. lovely. And I was thinking, oh, actually, maybe I was wrong. And then he started singing. And you get that weedy, oh, no, I see. And I went, oh, yes, it was this track that made me absolutely detest Parachute the moment I heard it. Mm-hmm. Wimpy, weedy shite. Don't blame and... you. But what a lovely piano riff. Yeah. I mean, really delicate and pretty. And then... It's like putting glitter on a turd. <laughs> yeah. X and Y is the next album we're going to. I think it's the first time we've been there for another one of their great celebrated songs. But personally, and I'm going to preempt this one, I think this is an example of wankiness. It's Fix You. When you love someone but it goes to waste Could it be worse? Lights will guide you Fix you. I've played this. I, I'm well. Willingly is a is a strong word, but I played the very end part of this for somebody's fiftieth birthday. Uh, they did a like I want to do for mine live music as part of their party, and they asked me to play bass on it, and I acquiesced. I played Coldplay because they were a big Coldplay fan. They're the person that told us which songs to include on this. It's another bunch of self-abuse. It's a wanky song. Back to Rush of Blood to the Head. And this might be one of, again, the very few tracks on this CD that we like. I think it's I quite... It is... I agree. That's exactly the right assessment. It's all right. I have a it's not story good, about this but song. But it's okay. Clocks, 
one of their best known. It is exactly the definition of all right. I wouldn't turn the radio off if that came on, I have to admit. Unlike most of us. Go on, tell me your story. So in year nine, in music, one of our tasks was to recreate a pop song. And Mr. Buxton, this was part of the actual syllabus, and Mr. Buxton picked this. We were doing it for five weeks. And? As much... I do really like the... Do, 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 riff. The riff's good. The, yeah. the keyboard riff is again really good. But from listening to that opening minute, because it was only the first minute we needed to recreate up to the start of the chorus, over and over again for five weeks, I hate the verse. <laughs> so much! I, you saw me. You saw me. Just going, <laughs> yeah. Overanalyzing any piece of art, no matter how bad... <laughs> in the case of a Coldplay song, will kill it for the person who has to overanalyse it. Things are there to be enjoyed. Or in the case of Coldplay, endured. So <laughs> let's move on to our 15th track from the album, A Head Full of Dreams. I can't place this, but I've got a feeling that I'll recognise it the moment I hear it. It's him for the weekend. is the same melody as the verse okay. there is uh, Last of the American Girls by Green Day which I think does it really well because everyone knows that the chorus of that song is not really the chorus of the song it's the guitar riff afterwards Okay. Um, there's Iris by the Google Doll- Goo Goo Dolls which jumps an octave so makes it sound quite interesting okay. and uh, We Found Love by Rihanna Okay. which does it really poorly it's exactly the same this is right in the middle of, what do you mean as in it's really mid in the way it does it okay because i hadn't even noticed the verse and the chorus well, are the same melody but at the very least there's a pre-chorus okay i i hadn't i really hadn't noticed i did find out something interesting about this song that ties back and suggests that there was a thematic run taking place in our episodes. One of the producers of this was... Mark Antoninov. Nope. Avicii. Oh, you said that about an earlier track as well. Well, it's from the same album. Head Full of Dreams was part produced by Avicii, and this track in particular, he mentions it. And if you, if you don't know who Avicii was, go back and listen to the 
episode immediately prior to this one because we did a whole episode which was really enjoyable, wasn't it? Yep. Avicii's posthumous album, one of the tracks features Chris Martin. So they clearly, I don't know which track it was from Tim, but he's on one of them. And they clearly had a working relationship and got on, as is evidenced by the fact that he produced this before his untimely death two years later. Mm-hmm. Penultimate track from X and Y. This I can't place either. It's called Till Kingdom Come. I need someone who understands. I need someone. Someone who hears For you I've waited all these years For you I'd wait Till kingdom come Until my day My day is done And sail come Set me free Just say you'll wait You'll wait for me Right, so that was really boring And I know a much better song by, Dave, by Demi Lovato called Kingdom Come And it has a rap verse Which is by far And I mean, there's like a ten times gap between it the worst part of the song. <laughs> that I would rather listen to the rap verse of Kingdom Hearts for of Kingdom Come by Demi Lovato. Kingdom Hearts? No, that's a video game. Um, the rap verse of Kingdom Come by Demi Lovato for three minutes straight than that. And there you have it. The first time we've properly disagreed on this episode. Wait, you like this? I actually did like you were comp- it was one chord for the, the first minute and a half. It was. It was. And yet, there was something about that track. I thought that was boring as sin. I, I, that evoked other things to me. Things that I like a lot more than that. But that is the first track that I can genuinely say I actually liked. So it's the first time we've disagreed this entire podcast. No, I, I would listen to that one again. I would listen to it sung by a better vocalist. <laughs> yeah. That, whose voice doesn't, as I say before, want, make me want to tear my no, ears off. But, but I liked Till Kingdom Come. I thought it was quite uh, an evocative and sweet and pleasant melody. They they wove quite a lot around that verse of just one chord. The guitar playing was really nice. It Wait, I can't right quite believe I'm saying to do this. You said, "Oh, go on, add a diminished." Uh, I, well, I was. I was. That sounds like a complaint to me. Well, I was. I was taking the mix slightly, but yeah, it. I quite liked Till Kingdom Come. I have to say, I, I, it's finally happened. Whether it's, or not this 
positive streak is going to survive into the next song. We'll have to wait and see because the next one is their best said se- song. Well, I've, I've said that they're, they've got several famous songs. I think this is their most famous song. This was their first ever number one. And it is from Viva La Vida and Death and All His Friends. And it is Viva La Vida. And this is their best song. that's the best song in the, on the entire CD. Why? It has texture, which I cannot say for any other song so far. Well, I think the previous one was quite textured, considering it was just yeah, acoustic two guitars. instruments. But you can get a lot out of texture out of just one guitar. And I understand why you pick it as their best song. And I would have probably... It has melody! <laughs> I would have probably agreed with you were it not for the fact that I have heard it done by so many choirs. The words Something, I something, this is so boring. Or oh, the <laughs> audience now are snoring. Yeah. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's how I feel about Coldplay as a whole. But this song in particular... Is their best song. That said, I would agree with you that it's their best song. If it wasn't for the fact that I really did quite like Till Kingdom Come. <sighs> and was surprised by Till Kingdom Come. But we're at the end. I that was passionately it. about a Coldplay song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we've had plenty of passion about Coldplay songs in this episode. It's just been on the negative well, scale. Well, to be honest, <laughs> while that's their best song, it's still a 7 out of 10. <laughs> Okay, right. It's It's been a trial, hasn't it? Now, as I say, this is the first one where we have both been I'm still giving in you a bad place. Place. We're trying to ask. Trying no, to no, 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 no. I want to ask you one more question. You may only listen to one of these two for the rest of your life. Would you pick the Coldplay one or Richard Thompson? Oh, Coldplay in a heartbeat. No! No, why? Because Richard Thompson has my, two of my l- absolute least favourite songs of all time. But it's also got Wall of Death. And it's also got... That's one good oh, song. One to see the bright lights. I hate this, that song. <laughs> this only had one good song. No, this had three good songs. So it is time for... Revenge. This had better be good because this has been quite painful for me as well. But it's also been painful for me and you chose to do this episode... And I'm going to give you Saturday by 21 Pilots.
quite simply, Joel, mm-hmm. better than any of the 17 tracks we've listened to. Yeah. <laughs> that is a new first for this podcast, that your revenge choice has been better than anything else on one of the CDs. Yeah, probably. Would you say that for yourself as well? That's actually every no, single one no, of them. Of course, not. because of um, the Richard Thompson episode, <laughs> where you really, really stuck the knife in. That concludes this episode of Generation Mix. And it was a slog. It wasn't enjoyable, <laughs> the vast majority of it. Hope you've had fun listening to it because we did not have fun recording it. I think I had quite a lot of fun recording it. Just it's screaming. Why is it fun to be nasty, is it? Yes. I know. And I've, and I've tempered a lot of what I've said on this podcast. We'll be back with another episode soon. But first, cross-promotion time. There is my YouTube channel, Pock and Rock. Please head on over and look for that. Joel? Uh, I have a YouTube channel, Triple A India. I haven't uploaded it in ages, but I... Have you have plans. You have plans every time we record these. Yeah, I know. Just up to me to carry them out. Look out for our musical clue at the end of this episode. We're taking something of a left turn in the next episode, as we will do quite a few times during this series, actually. We've got a few left field turns lined up. But until the next episode, this is Pock and Rob signing off. Bye. Bye. Generation Mix